Good morning. Well, welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Russ M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, November 25th, 2022. We're reading from the Big Book uh, in the chapter We Agnostics. We're on page 44, reading the fourth paragraph, starting with the mere code of morals, ending with they failed utterly for one paragraph. All right, our reader names for today. We have for the staff, we got Loretta H. Traditions, Joanne L. Reading the text is Christine G. Page 164 is Anne Marie M. Newcomer greeters, Ramona A. And second hour host is Nancy C. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, November 24th, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 19,672. That's 19672. 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 19,673. 19,673. Overeaters Anonymous, OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hopes, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive food eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of Recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And a vision for you, big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I've asked the Red M to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Russ, and everybody on this line, along with my precious God, who is saving my life today. This is Loretta H. in North Carolina, recovered for today. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our own. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. As we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a 
spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Loretta. Next up is Joanne L. with the traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne L. from Rhode Island. Thank you for your service, Russ, and everybody on the line. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself, in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Least problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relation policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. In twelve, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks, Joanne. Our sole purpose. OA Sifter. Oh, I'm sorry. Read the wrong part here. (laughs) How our meeting works. How about that? That's pretty good. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, and then stop and share what, what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing. That you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Sinlessness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. And for readers, it's six months. There's no absence requirement for for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your share be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to meet your friend. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're back in the big book. More about, uh, and I'm sorry, we agnostics 
We're on page 44, the fourth paragraph. We're reading that paragraph, and it starts with, if a mere code of morals, ending with, they failed utterly. And we're just reading that paragraph. So I've asked Christine G. to start us off today. Star one, Christine. There we go. Christine G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Virginia. Um, thanks, Russ. Thanks, everybody on the line uh, for doing service. If a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcoholism, many of us would have recovered long ago. But we found that such codes and philosophies did not save us, no matter how much we tried. We could wish to be moral. We could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we could wish these things with all our might, but the needed power wasn't there. Our human resources, as marshaled by the will, were not sufficient. They failed utterly. Oh, and yeah, so this makes me think of, you know, all of the years that um, not only did I try to control my eating, but I tried to control my relationship with God. I tried to control myself my character defects, which I didn't see them as at the time. But, you know, I tried to understand myself. I tried, you know, I read all these books. I read all these self-help books and all of these diet books and all of these um, spiritual books and, you know, just trying to figure it all out. And I'm like running around and, you know, getting nowhere. I mean, you know, from time to time I'd read something and it would sort of spark something inside of me, but nothing ever lasted, nothing ever, you know, like – fixed anything or did anything, you know, that was lasting. And it really was, you know, it was the moment that I, I saw other people having these spiritual experiences or, you know, um, you know, I, I saw people who, who had all this stuff that I wanted, you know, like, you know, of course the, you know, serenity and the, um, and the neutrality with the food, but just this sense of grace and this, you know, you know, the serenity that I saw people have. And I'm all I want is that. Like that's what I want. I'm running around trying to get it. I'm running around trying to figure it out. And um, and it was the day that I remember so clearly. I I just I, I, I was trying. I was talking to God. I didn't know what God was. I'm like God. I, like I give up. Like I don't. I don't know. Like I don't know what you are. I don't know who you are. I don't know what this whole thing is. But I give up. Like I'm done. I'm done trying to um, to figure out what God is. Um, and, and I, and I was, and I just started crying. I just cried and cried and cried and just gave up all of my, like trying to figure everything out. And that was the moment. That was the moment that, you know, just like something shifted inside of me and it was like, okay, okay. Maybe I don't have to figure all this out. Maybe I can, I can just sort of give up (laughs) and like, you know, stop trying to fix myself and try, stop trying to, um, you know, read all these books and everything and try to fix and, and change who I am and change, you know, all of these things. And um, and then, you know, starting to work the steps, you know, it wasn't that all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, I had to, um, you know, I had to understand what God was immediately or, you know, it was that once I started working the steps and and gave up my control and said, I can't do this and just follow the directions. And now living in 10, 11, and 12, you know, how I do that, I work my program every day by 
recognizing my, my character defects and asking God to remove them. That's it, you know, um, and I share it with somebody else or, you know, I, I, but I give things to God now and, um, and I do my daily practices to connect with God. And then I try and carry the message and practice the principles in all my affairs and practice, you know, I, I try to do this thing every day. And all of a sudden, like life has changed, you know, with, I'm not running around trying to figure it out. I'm just doing these little things every day. And all of a sudden, thanks, Chris. Uh, I'll just wrap up by saying, you know, life has changed in the most miraculous way just by doing these steps. Um, so uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you, Christine. All right, so we're going to open up the lines for sharing. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share every third day so others can uh, share their experience, too. So if you shared on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. Who would like to share on this paragraph and we agnostic? Linda D. Linda. Linda. And Anita uh, J. Claire, Carmel I got Claire. Claire, there was somebody before Carmel. Did you get Joanne? Now I did. Barbara S. Okay, thanks. Did you Did you get an SAR? We're going to get her now. So I think this Thank is a good you. group. You got a message. One second, let me... And then there was a Joanne, right, jo- Joanne? Barbara S. Oh, I'm sorry, Barbara, that's what it is. Sorry, sorry, Barbara. It's okay. That's, that's who it was. It's a pretty good list. We got Linda D, Anita J, Claire E, John N, Carmela G, Nessa R, and Barbara S. All right, Linda, you're up. Hey, Russ. Good morning, everybody. Please bear with me while I've got a cold. My name's Linda D. I'm from Connecticut. I'm just so grateful to go through the holidays, not ramble through the holidays, bumbling around, eating everything in sight, and get. I'll get back to it. I'll get back to my life. Is what I really, what really happened. And it took decades. I had to be clobbered to death. And it wasn't my fault. I really did all the things that the the reader talked about. I did all those self-help books. All of the, you know, the, the code of ethics and all of that. And I could not, it's the phrase marshaled by the will. I couldn't animate anything. I couldn't make anything happen because I was using the wrong understanding. I didn't have the right information. I get the right information from this book and from all of you, and I need an awful lot of people to deal with a treacherous, mean-spirited perspective on life. I mean, my brain chemistry isn't normal. I'm an addict. Okay. Makes me nervous. Yep. Sure does that. 
and nervous can make me jump around a lot. But it's the, the twists and the turns in my personality. I was upside down and backwards. I didn't know. The whole culture didn't know. And today, a lot of the culture does not know. I live in America, land of now it's time to shop. I mean, it's crazy. This isn't a Hallmark movie. Life is very real. It's very beautiful. God is magnificent. I, I had no idea, absolutely no idea, really, in my guts that God existed. And I tried. I truly tried. And now I'm ethical. I'm moral. I'm um, philosophically comforted by God through in many in many ways directly directly in my own head i can hear instructions from my soul what yeah that happens over time and with practice but i can hear it also through people through uh, a song sometimes it's amazing the the many ways that god ha- appears in life and the good appears. And I had a wonderful Thanksgiving, despite, you know, it wasn't a movie. It had a lot, a lot of emotion. The holidays, every day has a lot of emotion. But the holidays really, Time. really, they really talk. So I can talk back now. Thanks, and I pass. Thanks, Linda. Next up is Anita J. followed by Clary. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Russ. This is Anita J. in Massachusetts. Um, you know, I heard this decades ago in OA. I can't. He can. Why don't I let him? Why don't I? Why didn't I let him? That's the That's the number one question. Letting go and letting him took me a long time. It just seemed so scary to turn it over to something I couldn't see, but I thought I believed in him. I just maybe didn't trust him. So the point of it all is it sounds so simple. And it, you know what? It becomes simple. If, if you can get past, why don't I let him? He's not going to say, I'll do it for you if you do this, this, and this. No, 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 no. That's not the way God works. I deprived myself of a lot of joy for a long time because I didn't trust him. And um, I I remedied that a while ago, and I'm very grateful. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Anita. Next up is Clary, followed by Johan. Thanks, everybody, and thanks, everybody who does service on this meeting. Uh, my name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater bulimic in the UK. Um, yeah, I love the um, opening share. Thank you so much for that. And um reminds me of, you know, just I've been in the program a long time. Um, I've had many relapses, and you know, 
I guess I've used my human resources, even with the program, you know, more sponsors, more food plans, different this, different that, trying to figure it all out. Um, and I really love this sort of this paragraph that that sort of reminds me that my code of morals and philosophy of life, there's nothing wrong with most of it. There's nothing wrong with a lot of it. But the problem is I can't apply that to my problem with food, you know. So I want to be honest. I want to be peaceful. I want to be kind. I want to be loving. I want to have love and tolerance. Um, I have a reasonable philosophy of life. There's nothing wrong with most of the things that I want in life. Um, but I can't apply my own power to, to achieve that. It's a bit like that. Um, it reminds me of the bit in the big book where it talks about the actor trying to arrange the show. And, you know, when I try and marshal my human resources to get my ducks lined up so that I feel okay you know, it, it just doesn't happen um, and I, I fail utterly you know I fail utterly and I really love this sort of word marshaled you know sort of that that that's like marshalling the troops trying to will myself into doing things better um, you know beat myself up I used to think uh, you know it's like a frothy emotional appeal I used to think sort of beating myself would make me would sort of galvanize me into action um, would, would help me do it better next time um, you know and the problem is that my broken brain can't fix my broken brain. I can't figure it out. You know, I, I, I don't have the resources to be able to live up to my own code of morals and my own um, my own philosophy of life. I, I, you know, I, I can't do that in with food and I can't do it in other areas of life, too. I can't do it with my defects. I can't do it with um, various other behaviours. Um, you know, I, I have an idea of what I would like to be like. And I can't make myself be like it. Um, and, you know, that it goes on to the next paragraph. You know, I don't have the, the, the needed power. Um, and that's where the rest of the 12 steps comes in. And, and that allows me access to power greater than mine, which enables me to live within that code of morals and better philosophy of life. And it's not me doing it. It's not me banging myself over the head and making myself do it better. It is, by, as people have said, by surrendering. Um, taking guidance and just trusting, just trusting um, that um, my human resources are very finite and there might be best, something better. You know, I only get to see one little piece of the jigsaw and my higher power gets to see the whole puzzle uh, put together and it's much, much better left to my higher power. And I will leave it there. Thank you. Thanks, Claire. So if you're you on, jumps up on here. I'm going to let you know where we're at if you... Got on the meeting a little late. We're on page 44 in uh, We Agnostics. The fourth paragraph, reading just that paragraph, a familiar code of morals and ending, they failed utterly. All right, Johan, you're up. Hey, good morning, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Johan, Johan and and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Falun in Sweden. Uh, thank you so much for service today, Ross. So nice to hear you, and nice to hear everybody. And thanks everybody that does service on this meeting. I I just love being here. And yeah, and what an incredible paragraph as well. I um I never had a moral compass in my life. I. Uh, I've been living my life as a child <laughs> until I came to the program my whole life, uh, being self-righteous about everything, being able to justify doing anything, you know. Uh, and if nothing else, I could always justify doing whatever I wanted to do with, uh, you know, that I had a crappy 
childhood and you know i had to suffer and, and all that just just being in that my my whole life until i came to program and uh, starting to look at myself and you know going into step four that was really an eye-opener for me and uh, going through the steps uh, i started to to uh, to take responsibility uh, take responsibility for my life taking responsibility for my actions and you know and one day i was doing amends to the people that i fought before in life was the people that have hurt me the most and i mean that that had not been possible without this program and the forgiveness and the love that i can you know that i have been uh that that i have uh, that i have today and that that has been been given me through the grace of this program had had never been possible if i if i hadn't come here um so today i'm 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 really grateful that i am a compulsive reader um because otherwise i would never have found this program um i would never have found this way of working the program like we do in our way where i really 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 learned that it's just one day at a time and that i need to do whatever i can i need to put in the footwork every day and with that you know god will keep me abstinent uh and you know abstinence is just a byproduct of 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 having a relationship with god and there's thousands of others byproducts uh, from it you know uh joy happiness love forgiveness you know the the list is endless so it's an it, it's an amazing program and uh, um and it's 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 simple uh simple not easy as bill puts it uh, and if i just uh, do whatever i need to do god will will do the rest <laughs> he will do the rest you know all of it uh and i think that's a, that's a pretty good deal so um i'm just going to keep working it one day at a time and uh, just happy to be here and uh, listening to all of you guys and being a part of this so Thank you so much, and with that, I pause. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Johan. Next up is Carmela G, followed by Nessa R. Thank you so much, Russ. <clears throat> Carmela G from New York, gratefully recovered for today. This chapter, which many of us have said, I did not feel I needed because I had a faith. I had a belief. Unfortunately, it was a very confused. I was an extremely confused human. I believed that I was to tell God what to do. That was my belief, um, that he loved me and I could tell him everything. And as the spoiled youngest child in the family, how everyone else listened to me, I believed God should listen to me. It took this program because I had my own codes and philosophies that I lived by and that righteous indignation, but it took this program to show me how I was supposed to have a relationship, and in a relationship, we need to zip up our mouths 
zip up our opinions and that righteousness and listen. And today, through working these steps, I have learned to ask God daily, as soon as I open my eyes, for another day and for guidance in all my actions. That's before I even exit the bed. The eyes open and the request is put in. Because, as the the reading says, human resources, as marshaled by the will, were not sufficient. They failed utterly. The power was not there. Today, each day, when I ask, I am directed. The spiritual experience occurs. I listen and I follow the directions, the design for living that God had for me is so much better than the life I made for me and for everyone else around me. And the joy is so immense and the love is so beautiful that it doesn't have to be filled. My body does not have to be filled with the junk I was putting in it. With that, I pass and thank you all for being on the line and enjoy the beautiful gift of today. Thanks, Carmela. Next up is Nessa R. followed by Barbara S. Hi, good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. So before I came to program, I had a very strong code of morals. I, I still do, thank God. Um, maybe even stronger. And I also had what I believed was a relationship with God. So when it came to step two, I, I was very discouraged. You know, like I came into the rooms uh, almost 20 years ago, and I was told, you know, your problem is powerlessness. Your solution is God. And when I had an issue, I was told, pray about it, take it to God, turn it over. And none of that was working for me. It wasn't working for me at all. Um, and I felt like I was doing all this stuff before I came to program and it didn't work then. Why is it going to work now? And I, you know, I don't know, by the grace of God, I think God just kind of held on to me and kept me here um, in the room because um, fast forward nine years in the rooms, um, I finally um, found somebody who who told me that step two is merely the acknowledgement that God is the solution. Um, You know, that I need God because I cannot do it on my own. But just because I acknowledge that doesn't mean that I have the solution right in front of me available for my use whenever I need it. It's like, you know, like if my dishwasher breaks down and I realize, okay, the solution is to call a plumber, the plumber... Sorry, that, that was me. The, 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 the plumber is not right there in front of me ready to fix my, my dishwasher. I have to do work. I have to get recommendations from friends and neighbors who's a good plumber, reliable, you know, inexpensive, whatever. I have to call the plumber. I have to make the appointment. I have to be home when the plumber shows up. And then, then the plumber is there. And it's the same thing with God. Just because I realized that 
I need God doesn't mean God uh, is accessible to me, you know. Uh, so identifying the solution is step two. Working to get that solution is steps three to ten. The solution is in step 11. You know, I'm not able to have a relationship with God. I'm not able to um, surrender, to, 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 to turn it over, etc. until step 11. And I didn't know any of that. And so it was very discouraging. You know, I had to do all the work to get me out of the way of that relationship. You know, because as was said before, you know, I, my relationship was telling God what to do. Never mind what God wanted from me. It was telling God what to do. And that didn't work. You know, the prayer to, you know, let me eat everything I want and still be thin never worked. And it never will work or I wouldn't be here. Um, you know, so that misconception really, Time. really set me back. Thank you quite a bit. But, um, you know, once I was set on the right path, you know, now I really have a true relationship with God when I am the servant and he is the he is the master, um, and he works a lot better. And I will pass. Thanks. Thanks, Vanessa. Next up is Barbara S., and then we'll take another list. Hi. Uh, are you able to hear me? Yep. Oh, hi. Very great. This is Barbara uh, from New York. Very grateful to be on this line this morning. Uh, I would consider consider myself a perhaps an agnostic with swaying more towards the part of having faith. However, part of my disease is I forget. I forget I'm also in denial. Uh, there were times where I was fully comfortably abstinent and it had to be with the help of my higher power. Also, I <clears throat> come from a family where there was illness and death early in my life. My father died from obesity at 42, and my mother a diabetic coma at 36. My mother died at 36, and I am now 76. So what brought me through my higher power it had to be God. It's important for me to be here. Um, and I do forget I have a nutrition prayer. It's on my fridge there. It's on a mirror in my bedroom. And I kept on saying to my sponsor, I'm going to make a little copy of it and put it in my bag and have it something that I say this nutrition prayer because I have been in relapse. And with relapse comes self-hatred, comes just moodiness. And um, I do have a higher power. I just have to remember to act as if. And I'm glad that I'm that this week we're doing We Agnostics. I have to reread it in the book, in the big book. Uh, God bless God and everything uh, for having this big book and to the people that made it for us, that wrote this. It's a miracle to have such a, uh, what could I call it, instructions for life instructions for life and uh thanksgiving um 
my relapse continued. Today is a new day. Uh, I am in this, well, I'm starting with this meeting, which is a blessing. Thanks for all that are here and for all that do service. I pass. Thank you, Barbara. All right, we're going to get a list of others who would like to share. Uh, before we do that, you know, if you've shared in the past few days, please step back to allow others to share their experience, too. So if you share it on Wednesday or Thursday, um, concede that spot for someone else. Right, uh, okay. Who would like? All right, hold on. We're, uh, hold on. Hold on. Word we agnostics. Page 44, and we're just reading that fourth, the fourth paragraph. So I got Karen K and Leia. I think it's Le- Leia S. Leia S. Felicia S. D. Judy N. Felicia Judy N. There's Karen K was in there too. Mike S. All right. What was that? Mike F. S. A. S for Superman. <laughs> That's uh, there you go. Mike, Mike Superman. Let's take one more, see if we can squeeze everybody in here. All right. We'll see what we can do. All right. We got Leia S, Karen K, Felicia D, Judy N, and Mike S. Leia, you're up. Thank you so much. Okay. Now, now I hear, I'm sorry for over-talking, <laughs> interrupting you. Uh, this is Leah S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. So, code of morals, <laughs> intelligence, you know. Uh, I thought uh, this is a bargaining chip, you know. I'm going to lose my weight. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be fine. Not only that, my life is going to be absolutely great because when you're skinny you're just uh, able to do everything and everything just falls into place this is not a bargaining chip with god i lost 70 pounds right away in um 2014 and um and then i had some symptoms of diabetes so i said oh no no not after all this you know, I'm intelligent enough. I'm, I have a code of morals. I have a, what is this? It's not a bargaining chip. Page 61, I'm not running the show. Absolutely not. And so that's where I really realized God is the one who's in charge. And whatever has to happen, has to happen. Maybe it was a wake-up call for me, and I needed more structure in my life for all the damage that I had done to my body. And there's a will, there's a willingness to be willing, which is what I needed to work on that muscle of 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 reconstructing and re um, retelling myself that God is in charge. That's it. And whatever he wants, whichever path he wants me to take, that's what I'm going to do. And um, gosh, this this life is so beautiful. It's so. So, um, uh, it, despite all of the, all my challenges and all my everything, it just, I have so much to be grateful for. And, um, just try it, try it guys, because it, it really works. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And next up is Karen Kay, followed by Felicia Day. 
Good morning, and thank you, Russ, for your service and everybody who is on the line today. My name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. What's really cool about this whole chapter is to, for me, was, see, I thought I had given everything to God when I got into the rooms. I thought, I thought, I thought in my head, right? So what I'm learning is there in times through recovery, I have pockets of agnosticism. You know, I got, you know, God, you got this and I can take this and, you know, going and going back and forth. And recently I would say since um, August, um, my, uh, my two way prayer and my meditation has been around, been about giving everything over to God. No, of course, I mean, I do the best I can. It's like, if I don't, it's going to be let go or be dragged. And I've been dragged enough around. Um, so when I turn everything over, to God and I put myself in that place and that peaceful quiet place then when something happens that I don't expect if I've truly given that over to my God then I'm better equipped to deal with it and the way that happens is building that relationship not just waking up in the morning and running out of the house or whatever even waking up and missing part of this meeting because there was more prayer that I needed to do so I could hear all of the other voices. And um, I'm just so grateful for this program, and I will pass. All right there, Karen. Thanks a lot. Next up is Felicia D., followed by Julian. Star Wars, Felicia. Hi, my name is Hi, my name is Felicia D. I'm a compulsive overeater. And um it's just if a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient, I would have recovered long ago. But that doesn't save me and the higher power that I had that has helped me in other twelve step programs is not <clears throat> big enough to help me with my eating. I um I feel like my higher power has grown in the process of working on the steps from on step four. But I'm really really struggling with turning over obsessing about enough to expand and it's impacting my ability to connect with my higher power. And um and I think it's drag, someone just said dragging me forward like it is what it is. It's done. Like I, if I don't move on, I'm going to leave up. And so I know I have all the need to let it go. I'm <clears throat> still struggling with just sitting with God with it and surrendering it. And so apparently I need to give my God more space to grow and be more than it is even yesterday and so I'm so grateful to be on this meeting and to hear what everyone has said and um, I will we'll try to ask God to help me with that. Alright there Felicia. Thank you. Next up is Judy N followed by Mike S. Good morning. 
I knew, I relate to this paragraph very much because I knew from an early age that I was different. And I knew that I couldn't depend on me. And I began searching, whether it was different diets, reading books, going to different therapists, a psychologist, a psychiatrist for a long time. And these things were helpful for a while. But I still lacked the control that I needed. I lacked control of my mind, my mental states, and my emotions. And I still had all these challenges in dealing with people, in um, you know, resorting back to the binging and the food. And finally, the power and the solution for me came with surrendering myself to God and working and living in steps 10, 11, and 12. That's been the answer for me for um, for the past 140 days. And uh, this time when I'm working in vision with a sponsor, I'm immersing myself for the first time in living one day at a time in 10, 11, and 12. And that's been, uh, that's been the, the answer to this change that I'm feeling overall in my mental state, in controlling my emotions and dealing with them in step 10 and uh, the connection I'm finding. And it's just wonderful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Judy. Next up is Mike S. And I think we'll have some, we'll have some time. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Mike S. Uh, calling from England here. Good morning to most of you and good afternoon, those that are more my side of the world or good evening perhaps for some. Um, oh yeah, this paragraph really speaks to me a lot. I am like right now listening to other shares and reflecting, you know, I just feel so thankful that I have a fellowship which I can work on a daily basis that allows me to do what the key of this program is, which is to connect with my higher power um, and to hand over my will so that, you know, I can solve my problems. And I think it's, yeah, in fact, it's on the same page, the next page, the very same page later on. You know, this is the main object of this book and of this program to do that, to enable me to do that. And um, I was seeking a spiritual solution to my problems 20 years ago um i really was you know i knew i had a problem i knew i was addicted and didn't have the power but what i didn't understand like it never worked for me long term or even medium term because what i didn't understand was that i needed to hand over my will so i was meditating a lot seeking my spiritual development and there would be periods when i could be sober with my food and my other um, addictions as well. You know, I'm, I'm in other programs as well, not just OA. And um, and then suddenly something would trigger me, or the uh, you know the, the mental blind spot would uh, you know cause me to forget what it had been like, and I would convince myself to do something, take action, do it, and then I was back in the pattern. Um, and what I find now is that with, with, with step two and, and step 11, actually, as well, you know, trying to develop that conscious contact with my higher power, I um, 
for me, it is actually, you know, step two is also a step of action. I have to continuously keep reminding myself, oh, yeah, I need my higher power here. I need to hand over my will to my higher power here. My will's coming back and I'm doing what I want to do and what my will is to do. And, and, and actually, you know, I just have to keep getting myself out of self uh, and, and, and by thinking of others and following the steps. And, and it's just so great to have the steps and, you know, 10, 11, 12, as some have already mentioned, to work on a daily basis just to get myself out of myself. I still sometimes wake up a bit depressed, but then I do my meditation and I connect to my higher power. And then I, you know, I have my abstinent meal. Um, and then I look to think of others and have calls with my sponsees. And it just helps me. You know, I was on a call to a sponsor at the very, be- very beginning of this meeting. And I just feel so much better for that. And so, you know, little by little, moment by moment, you know, a little bit freer from myself and a little bit more connected to my higher power. And that's the beauty. Thank you. Sorry for not keeping track. With that, I pass. Thanks, Mike. So I believe we have, we might be able to get two more shares in there. So who would like to share on this? This is Anne Marie M. All right, Anne Marie. And then Pamela. Okay. All right, Anne Marie, you're up. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. This is Anne Marie M. in South Carolina, gratefully recovered through God's grace and by working the 12 steps. Uh, this paragraph just tells me very simply that my sick mind cannot heal my sick mind and I tried that for years and years with you know everything that everyone else has said books and therapists hypnosis I kept on going back and back the first 20 years in OA I would not believe that food could control me or food but there were certain ingredients that I had an allergy to I couldn't get that concept and I, I wouldn't. I, I refused because I didn't want to believe that there were certain ingredients that triggered me. I didn't want to let that go because that's what gave me the ease and comfort. I knew no other way. I had tried alcohol and stopped that, but I needed I needed the substance. And the ingredients that are triggers to me gave me that comfort. So. I, you know, it, I'm glad that I read this We Agnostic, just like so many people have already said that I didn't, you know, they didn't think they needed to read this. Uh, in fact, I didn't like this chapter for a long time. Um, I just always just read it quickly, quickly through. It is really important because I can be agnostic at times when I take my own will back. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I've never given in to the desire to compulsively eat over those last almost almost two years. That's a miracle, an absolute miracle. I'm I'm grateful for that because I have a better way now. I've been taught a better way. I've been taught to, to live in the 12 steps. And I've been taught to rely on my higher power. And I've been taught to rely on my fellows who my higher power has put in my life. So I am forever grateful. I'm going to pass. Thank you. 
All right, Amory. So I believe, Pamela, we have about three minutes for you. Okay, great. Perfect. Hi, my name is Pamela, composer um, OVE from Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, so it is an allergy. I know that um, I'm, from what I read from that paragraph from the Thanksgiving holiday, I, you know, it was new to me to spend time with my boys and family. And I did eat more than usual, and I just weighed myself. I gained three pounds or two and a half pounds. So my disease might is going crazy right now. I like I'm gonna die. I in big trouble. And the other mind say, Hey, it is Thanksgiving. You know, you're gonna eat a little extra. You know, don't let it be. You know, and I wanted to reach my third goal weight by the first of December. So I had seven days. So I just slowly now gonna try and stay away with some of the trigger food. I'm not used to being around kids and he grandkids here. There's a lot of stuff I not normally see so much, and I did munch at it. And sometimes when I get nervous and food around, I see a, a scrunching, munching it. Another thing is I really wasn't really lunch prepared or like this is from dinner from the night before. I make it at lunch because of all the new people. So I went and eaten lunch yesterday so much. I was snacking a lot in the middle of the day. And I had a jet with, you know, not like a, a, a sin, but with this disease, you got to be careful with that. So I'm in a new day. And I to listen to some of the meetings, and I said, okay, God, let's start over again. Because I do have a disease. I got to be a knowledge, and I'm not a normal eater. I'm not like everyone else. And nothing bad by it, because God still loves me the way I am. All I got to do is follow the program like my life depends on it. And maybe if it were a holiday, I should have sick. But you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm not going to beat up myself. And I do thank God for the program. I let go 26 or something pounds since July the 1st. And I got more to go, about 20-something pounds more, I feel. So I'm just praying to God just for today that all I need to focus on, follow the program, keep in my meal plan. And I'm going to try to listen to more meetings today. Because now I am a deficiency now because there are three pounds. Um, so that's all I want to say. I just feel like some of the pounds will go quicker because I did a stuff that I'm not used to eating. So thank you to let me share. Don't give up yourself because God will never win. And for that, I pass. All right, Pamela. Thanks a lot. You are our last share. We thank everyone. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, any everyone shared, please join us for a second recorded hour study immediately after the closing. And today's share ID so today is Friday, November twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, seven AM meeting nineteen thousand six hundred and seventy five. One nine six seven five. We will now close the meeting with Reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. I asked Anne Marie M. to read a vision for you. Her book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. 
Good morning again. Uh, Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina, recovered compulsive eater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.